KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, good morning, good Saturday. Holy smokes, it's wet, getting wetter later, and... Oh, it, it, it's nice. It's comfortable. It's actually good weather. Coleman Race, Race for the Cure downtown today, this morning. Big event finishing up. Still some activities outside the studio here at University of KMOX. And, and it's a great week coming up. We have some cooler temperatures. Did you notice that? Yeah, we broke the temperature. Got pretty hot the other day. A little hot. And now we're into the 70s and low 80s. Yeah, opportunity. So... I know it's wet. Uh, We heard from the weather. We heard from Megan Lynch on the news that it's going to be wet later. This is the opportunity for you to really get things sealed up. Uh, The garden is going to take some attention. Mike Miller of the KMOX Garden Hotline was reminding that this morning. uh, Keep on top of the weeds, the lawn, and the weeds are going to be a little happy there. Maybe cutting the grass might be a little bit of extra effort. However, as it relates to your driveway, your patio, asphalt, concrete, deck, wood, whatever it is, time to clean it and seal it because the entertainment outdoor season is already in full swing. Uh, We've already had our Memorial Day break and weekend. We're sneaking on up uh, past Mother's Day, now into Father's Day next weekend. Lots of things happening. Um, Today, you know, the Komen Race for the Cure, a lot of parties and gatherings of people and survivors getting together at various homes around the St. Louis metropolitan area. Uh, It's just a great weekend, uh, and the weather is going good. So take the opportunity to clean and seal your asphalt driveway. The earliest you can do that and the real temperature um, objective science behind cleaning and sealing, whether it's concrete, asphalt, or wood, optimal temperature is 70 degrees Fahrenheit. And that's surface temperature of the material, not of the air. So um, your asphalt driveway will be down on the ground. And it's being cooled by that kind of like cave-like thermal constant of that huge chunk of dirt, the earth. So when it's 80 degrees, the actual temperature of the asphalt without sunshine on just a cloudy or, you know, non-sunshine direct area could be, you know, 65, 68 degrees. Don't miss that opportunity. Now, when you get in the wood, a raised deck, cleaning and sealing a deck, that's important as well. Um, anyway, we can talk about this and more. Phone lines right here. I invite you to call in with any questions, answers, favorite products that's right here on KMOX 314-436-7900-436-7900-800-925-1120. This is the Helitech Basement Waterproofing Foundation Repair Show right here on KMOX. MOX, also sponsored by Gutterworks. You know, the gutters, the things that fill up with water and take that water away from your house. Yeah, they should. Uh, so thank you to Gutterworks as well as Helitech. Later in the hour, we will have Kevin Estes come in from Helitech. We've got so much water everywhere, usually in the foundations that used to be dry and especially in the ones that continue to be wet. So I've uh, put Kevin Estes into service. He's coming down here to talk to us for just a few minutes here on University of Camoix. My name is Scott Mosby. 
I've been part of this Camo uh, X family for 22 years on air, uh, much longer than that as a listener. I'm on air. I'm off air listener. I'm just part of the Camo X family as you are too. Thank you. Thank you for those being part of the GamoX family. Uh, phone lines again, 314-436-7900, 436-7900, toll-free anywhere on the globe, 800-925-1120. Now, we will undoubtedly talk about water in the basement, water in the foundation. Please, take a walk about around your property, around your home, around the cardboard box, wherever it is you live. Take the opportunity to check out the area. Give it a good look-see. You don't have to know a whole lot about it. But if you've got, you know, plants growing out of your gutters, that's a problem. You probably need gutter works to come take a look at it and see why you have a deposit of soil and plants and seeds growing out of your roof. That's a bad sign. Uh, needs a little bit of attention. Wood, debris, any bricks or something that might be from the chimney up above the roof. You just look at those things. Anything that looks kind of not right, and believe me, you don't need to be a rocket science or a building professional to know when something doesn't quite look right or when you don't really trust it. That little voice down inside, it's usually right. So it's important. 314-436-7900-436-7900-800-925-1120-800-925-1120. Uh, stay tuned. Big afternoon, big time, uh, big happenings happening here in St. Louis. It's a big day. Cards playing later on today right here on CAMWEX. Stay tuned for that. Um, you know, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, we'll talk about that and more. Uh, blues are playing. Yeah, they might be playing for the last one. We hope. Or this may go to seven games, uh, six games. Who knows? Uh, but it's only been a half century since we've been waiting to really play Gloria. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Who am I? Why do you care? My name is Scott Mosby. Uh, I own and operate Mosby Building Arts. It's a local remodeling company. We're a full construction company. We're considered the 20th largest remodeling, full-service remodeling company in the United States um, by uh, a Professional Remodeler Magazine. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of an honor. But part of that it goes with it the responsibility to keep people up to date, help consumers make better decisions, educate as to why things are moving and how some of those uh, technologies rapidly cre created, manufactured, uh, researched, and developed by uh, suppliers. Sometimes that technology doesn't get along with some of the old stuff, you know, like uh, less than currently trained um, technicians uh, or the trade. So whether it's a carpenter, electrician, plumber, heating and cooling technician, pipe fitter, all of that, those guys have to know what's going on. Uh, very important. Bring that on, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. We're getting fired up on questions. Now is the time. It's a wet day. We're going to talk about water, no doubt, because... That's the current event. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. I am Scott Mosby at your service here on CAMWEX. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Sponsored in part by Gutterworks on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, back together, Home Improvement, Scott Mosby. We are live and lively. So much to talk about here on University of Camelix. Let's get right to the phone lines, see what's cooking with my friend Gene. Hey, Gene, Scott Mosby, good morning. Welcome to Camelix, and how can I help? 
Well, I have a question. Actually, I'm looking for another opinion. I had a um, fiberglass painted door installed late January, I guess it was. Um, Now, it's a western exposure. Uh, There are no trees out front or anything, so it does get a lot of sun in the afternoon and such. And about two months after it was installed, I noticed under where the glass is that the paint was flaking off. And the representative is trying to tell me that it's due to me having a storm door on it, that the heat buildup in there is causing it to do it. That's absolutely true. Is it? Absolutely. There should not be a storm door. What's that? So I should not have a storm door on it? Or uh, you shouldn't have a non-vented storm door on it. Uh, it's important. Here's what's happening. You've got a very highly insulated background, and that's that fiberglass uh, door. It's fiberglass. It's also a, a steel door. But if you've got a foam-filled, insulated, artificial door, it's, a, it's about an R22. It's very highly insulated. Then if you okay. put a glass cover over the top of it, um, and you're going to heat that surface, whatever's in that cavity between the storm door, that, that glass, and the face of that insulated door, those temperatures can reach uh, in excess of 220 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, we used to see it where they would use plastic trims on the doors, and the plastic trims would literally just drip off the door. People would scald their hands when they opened the storm door and reached in on the metal doorknob. Uh, so one of the ways to do this is uh, uh, put a little vent strip. In other words, kind of install that storm door a little bit lower above it. Uh, and this is all part of the selling process of that insulated door. So if I would assume they had something to do with uh, the storm door or reinstalling the storm door. This is part of what I consider to be, uh, you know, explaining to people what they're buying and the consequence of those decisions. Right, right. So whether that's yeah, because, true or uh, not, I mean, do, did they put the storm door up? Uh, well, what it is, I bought it at one of the, the local lumber yards, and they don't install themselves. Uh, they gave me a name of someone to install it, and uh, so, yeah, they, they installed it, uh, well, the guy yeah. that they referred me to, um, yeah, and and nothing was said about it. And the storm door I have up there does have a um, a screen, you know, that you can pull down and stuff. Yeah, um, that's a good storm door. If you just kinda... pull that screen down just a little bit and let it vent. Uh, especially up at the top there, Gene, uh, you'll find that that hot air will rise and you'll cool that off. Uh, But the door will need to be repainted. And in my opinion, uh, it was the installer of that storm door that uh, bore that responsibility. Okay. Yeah. uh, All right. And it's it's not uncommon, so I'm sure there are a lot of listeners. I think I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. This is one of those technology differences that I mentioned at the opening of the show. Sometimes the materials um, be, get technologically improved well beyond the skills of the install. This is a perfect example of that. Right. I'm glad right. you're asking about the paint falling off and not the you know second you know degree burn on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, me, me too. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, this is, uh, and frankly, you, you'd think you know our industry isn't exactly good at figuring these things out. We, it's kind of a failure-based learning model. So, uh, <laughs> you know, the guy that installed yeah. the storm door, he may not really know this. He may be, you know, have the skills to put this thing in. But there's a right. lot more to it, you know, keeping you safe and delivering the net performance you as a consumer are looking for. It's not, <laughs> it's not your job to know, you, you know, you're going to cook up your, you know, doorknob at 220 degrees. <laughs> right. No, I just wanted a very attractive door, which I got. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 this arose, and I'm like, oh, no, now what do I do? Because I, I guess I'm old-fashioned, but and as we, we drive around, I've been looking at houses because uh, the representative's, you know, of course, recommendation was no storm door. And like I said, I guess I'm just kind of old-fashioned because to me that looks like the doorway is unfinished. <laughs> well, you know, again, it's like no storm door. Well, then there's why. So there's another five or ten minutes of here's what happens if you put on a storm door. And you can put mm -hmm. on a storm door, but it needs to be screens, maybe not glass. Uh, you right, know, because there's right. nothing wrong with that. Right. So, right. So. Yeah. Okay, well, I will just continue to use my screen more then, because uh, that's what I've been doing since she told me that, you know, because she did ex sort of explain the heat buildup and stuff, but uh, yeah. yeah. So, and I think okay. you're doing the right thing. I love a really good insulated door. I love a storm door. Open that insulated door and bring the sunlight in, you know, ventilate the house. It, it, it just goes with, remember to let the heat out of that cavity a little bit. So it, it just goes a little... Right operational knowledge yeah well it just kind of surprised me too since we were talking you know uh february march uh yeah. that period of time where we didn't really have a lot of direct sunlight and uh, lots of rain and stuff and cooler temperatures but oh. i thought well evidently that's what's going on there <laughs> oh boy howdy i'll tell you what wait till august or september on west facing sunlight <laughs> I, i'm not kidding you, you you know if you want to figure it out you know, open that door, close it up and open that door about five o'clock and just touch the face of the door, not even the shiny right. doorknob, man. You can't imagine how hot that puppy gets. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, all right. Well, thank you much. Good question, Gene. Thanks for bringing it forward. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, perfect example of technology. Well, what do you mean technology out? Well, there's a perfect example. And, and that particular technology is a couple of decades old. Um, you know, so it's like these highly insulated artificial doors have been built for years because, you know, wood doors would warp, you know, especially under those high temperature conditions. And, you know, it's the Midwest. We have humidity and then we have incredibly hot sun and, you know, cold winters and all that. So wood doors, unless you build them like, you know, high-tech NASA space shot doors, and, and there's a way to make doors work really good. I mean, it's a, there's a technology to good doors. Uh, so anyway, just be aware of that. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Uh, um, uh, let's see what's cooking here with my buddy, Gloria. Hey, Gloria, this is... Re are you related you to doing? the blues? Yeah. Are, are we singing your song? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I have uh, water coming in somewhere from the basement. It's not overflowing nothing. It's just that I know by the, knows by the air conditioner there was a lot of water sitting there. And I thought it was from the air conditioner, but it wasn't. 
Is and it, yeah, and it's just on the. Uh, I got Lambert floors in the basement, so Ooh. I know that you know, it's, you know, it's, it's and when I step on, I can feel this water coming up under there. Whoa, uh, Gloria with laminate floors, that's bad mojo. Uh, I know it, I know it, I, you know, I know it, but I never had, I've been here 23 years and I never had any problem with water. Yeah, buddy, I get it. You and you and thousands of others listening right now. Yeah, uh, that, you're going to, the issue there is um, for health reasons, if you don't pull back that floor and you let that water just sit in that cool, dry, moist, or cool, wet um, and warm environment of your basement, uh, you're going to have quite a crop of mold there. Uh, so it's it's a big deal to pull back that floor and get that area to dry out as fast as possible. It may mean removing, you know, something from the finished walls as well, Gloria. Uh, the goal is to dry this thing out as quickly as possible. You can use fans and, you know, open a window if you can or a dehumidifier. Well, see, it's not that, it's, like I say, it's not really that much. Okay. Well, it's still... Up, it's, it's up under there, but I can pull the floor because it's mess up anyway. Yeah, good, you know, good. But I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from. The guy said yesterday it might be the foundation. Yeah, it, well, it probably is a foundation. It, it's probably coming between the floor and the wall area. That's an important thing. That's what he's saying. And, and be aware that, you know, things are leaking now that haven't leaked, like you said, for 20 years, you know. Right. So you have to make that decision. Do I want to fix it or deal with, you know, this year we're not even done. We're going to have another, you know, few of these deluge rain saturated soil. And Well, know. I do want to ask you this right quick. Uh, yeah. On the side where... Uh, the, where, where, he, where the foundation is, I have flowers there. I thought if I put sand in the back of that, it might stop it a little bit. Would it? Uh, say again, please. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I have flowers on the side where the foundation he's talking about. Yep. But if I take sandbags or sand and put it behind the flowers, would that help it? No. No, this water no. is leaking in eight feet below where you would put those sandbags. If, oh, yeah, you see what I mean? It, it's 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 not surface water runoff anymore, Gloria. That water has oh. soaked into uh, the top foot or two during January and then two feet down in February and then deeper in March. You know, April, it's seven feet deep. And now everything down underneath your basement floor, all that soil's just loaded up with water. So it's, you know, all the dirt around your house is better described as mud. So now when it rains again, there's no place for that new water to soak in, but it can come in that little bitty crack between the wall and the floor of your basement, and you know, and that's eight feet down, so there's some real water pressure trying to push it through into your basement, and that's what's happening. So Is that very expensive to get get it taken care of? Yes, it is. It's uh, it's pulling out parts of your floor and putting in a like a hydroway waterproofing system. And you know we've got Kevin Estes of Helitech coming in here soon. And and it, it's kind of a consumer decision. Am I willing to take the risk and let this happen to my house? You know, as often as it does, or do I really want to bite the bullet and get this thing fixed? When you go to resell well, the come, house, it don't come. Uh, go ahead. Uh, it, it don't come all the time. It's yeah. Just, I just knows it with all this, you know, I have to go down there and see it by the air condition. And I thought maybe the guy to put in the new furniture that the air condition, you know. Well, I wouldn't rule, I wouldn't rule that out. I, I wouldn't rule that out, that air condition. I mean. W- Not a new air condition. I'm sorry. A new uh, furniture. 
and I, and the where the, the holes that you sit on the floor, I thought it was coming when I run my air conditioner. Oh, the the condensate. Yeah. Oh, it could very much be that. Don't don't miss that either. I mean, again, that's an easy one to fix. That's inexpensive, and I I promise you that there are air conditioner and and condensate drains on even dehumidifiers that people don't have operating correctly. And they create their own leak, and there may not even be a foundation leak. You may just be pulling moisture out of the air, you know. You know, so I absolutely check your condensation drain, and if that's something you can't do, call a, a, a cooling guy to come in. Because I would say, this time of year, you know, when you when we just start into the big AC season here, Gloria, uh-huh. uh, I, w- I would check that way right away. That. That's easy, inexpensive, and can cause all that water problem for sure. Uh, okay, so you said call the air conditioner man. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right onto it. Thank you. It took me a while to circle around and understand that could be an AC condensate line. Absolutely, it can. Oh, okay, then. And even if it isn't, you know, check the inexpensive one first. You know, don't go to nuclear unless you have to. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, you right. Well, this was an air conditioned man that told me it was the foundation, but he didn't look at it that good because he was looking at somebody's house next door, and I asked him, could he just check it? But yeah. I, maybe I do get an air conditioned man who can go over the, uh, you know. Yeah, you need to pull open the okay. furnace itself, get inside, because what happens is rust and debris and scale falls off of that air conditioning stuff inside your furnace box. And that can dry, drop down in the pan, and then when you get water flowing, it plugs up the drain, and, and you just can't get rid of it. It just overflows right on the floor. It looks like a wet foundation. So. Well, I just had my air conditioning checked. I don't know why they couldn't find that thing. Well, make sure they check the condensate line because making sure the AC works and oh, cooling okay. your house, that's one thing. But the next thing is, hey, I got water here. Can you check and make call the same guy and say, did you check my condensate drain as the scale? Did you check my... A condensate pan. There's a. It, it, it's like a little cookie sheet that sits underneath that a coil in your air. And all the dripping when when the, when we blow wet air past it, it sticks to that cold surface and drips into water. And then the drain for that pan, if if there's a bunch of gook in there, it just doesn't come out. Just overflows right over the side of that cookie pan and get right onto your floor. Oh, okay. Thanks very much for the information. Yeah, it, it's an easy you know, one for an AC guy to miss because when they're you know going ten thousand miles an hour in the spring, it, it, it can be a problem. Yeah, I probably won't get one. Probably have to wait. You wait. To- yeah, well, you can check it. You can go down and pull that hose off yourself. If you go down and pull that condensate hose off the side of your furnace and you get water coming out at you, you've got that problem. Where is that at? The bottom of it? Yes, ma'am. It, well, bottom might be uh, somewhere about two feet up um, above the floor. So they got hoses coming out. Is that the one on the floor? Uh, yeah, it goes down to the floor probably by the floor drain. Right. That's what they got. So you said check that? Yeah, make sure water's coming out of the end where the floor drain is. If you pull that thing off the side of the furnace box itself and you get this uh-huh. water coming out from it's not you shouldn't have water sitting inside the furnace. It should be draining freely through that hose. Well, I have a new furnace to just put in. Do you think I need to call them? Uh, could be. I, I would. I'd call somebody you trust that, you know, needs some attention. But if it's a new air conditioning system, I, I don't know. It, no, it's not a new air conditioning, it's a new furnace. Oh, eh, I don't know. Brand new. Yeah, I I don't know. I'll just check those couple people and see what happens. Okay. Thank you very much for your good help. Good luck, Gloria. 
Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Let's hope Gloria doesn't need a, uh, uh, a uh, support vest or, or what am I trying to say? Life vest. Okay, Mosby, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. We'll get our uh, Helitech guest here up soon. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Gutterworks on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right. Hello. Welcome back. Back together. Home Improvement. Scott Mosby. Phone lines open for you. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. and 800-925-1120. Uh, with me now, I have Kevin Estes of Helitech Foundation and Waterproofing. Yeah. Is that timely or what? I invited Kevin to come by here. Because it's wet. Hey, Kevin, welcome aboard, brother. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Hey, thank you for coming in. I know it's a busy day, and, you know, it's wet. You guys are out there whipping and flying. Uh, you know, it, the more it rains, the busier you are. How, how you holding up? Oh, we're, we're staying nice and busy and uh, out helping all the homeowners with wet basements right now. Oh, we've got a few wet basement questions here. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, what's your background? Uh, you know, where do you come from, and uh, why are you here? I, I, it, this is like your interview, has it? <laughs> yeah, I, I come from construction, yeah. uh, about 25 years worth of construction background, mm-hmm. and uh, after back injuries, made my way here to Helitech. Oh, now you're getting paid for what's <laughs> in your head? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I get it. I've been there. Yeah, a few times. <laughs> yeah, three. Okay. Will you stick around? We've got yeah. some wet basement water leaking questions. I'm I'm looking for a little bit of heavy lifting. Okay. All right. Kevin Estes, Helitech Basement Foundation Waterproofing. Yeah, kind of one of those topics we have today. Well, let's see what's happening with my buddy Jay. Hey, Jay, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can we help, my friend? Yeah, the last lady, Gloria, you're tying her name to the blues. She didn't have any idea what you're talking about. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, but it it's it matters to you and me, brother, doesn't it? You better believe it, brother. <laughs> go blues. Let's go blues. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I this is going to be so typical of what's going on, I think. I've got a foundation, an 87-year-old house here. Okay. And in my garage, toward the front of the garage, uh, obviously a foundation wall, not 8 feet, but about 6 feet. Okay. It hasn't rained in a couple days, I guess, but there's water on the floor. Back in about a foot or two out, real wet, even to this day. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if I, is it just because the like you've been saying the soil is so saturated it's gone all the way down that far. Are you getting standing puddles of water, or is the concrete damp and wet? Concrete's damp and wet. Uh, puddles. I'm going to go right out and look at it as you. But it's uh, it's wet. It'll dry in about three or four days, but takes its sweet time and it's right around like the base of the uh, foundation there's a spot here in the corner i'm looking at uh you know a lot of just pretty good amount of water there but comes out about three feet and it seems to be really wet scott and kevin it seems to be really wet right where the floor and the bot and the wall come together right there all right, good eyes. Uh, there is condensation where it's a little warm for having just cold concrete and warm, moist condensation. So, and so that could be part of it. What I'm hearing is, <laughs> yeah, you've got bigger water issues. Kevin, can you help us here? Yeah, with all the rain we've had, we've had so much uh, saturation of the ground levels that the hydrostatic pressure can come in. Are you seeing water uh, that's running across the floor from that joint? Yeah, all the way, I would say, Kevin, uh, my garage is two cars wide, so I don't know, like 15, 
16, 20, I don't know, feet. And it's uh, as it goes to the north, which might be downhill, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's a little wetter, but all the way across, even on over here in the far right side where it's maybe higher, it's still moist right at that joint where the floor and the wall come together. Yeah, It's just more so down at the other end, perhaps, because... I don't know, maybe the the way they poured the concrete 87 years ago that sloped down that way. Yeah. And is this a, a attached garage or, or is it detached? This is a, an, a, an attached garage. Uh, it's The garage is below my family room, and my family room is kind of uh, it's bricked onto the side of the main part of the house. So. Okay. It sounds like there's some hydrostatic pressure that could be relieved in that garage. Uh, you, you definitely don't want to wash out foundation footings. So, uh, yeah, you should give us a call and uh, we'll get you set up and, and come out and take a look at it. You don't think it's a leaky joint, the, the, the part between the wall and the footing down there, there's just leaky joints underneath there? Well, I think it definitely is, yeah. but you've got to stop the water to keep it com- through. I mean, you can't just caulk that and make the water stop because of the no. pressure. No, and there's probably no way to either just, I can't just go out and add a bunch of dirt to slope even more away from my property. It's not that, is it? Not typically. Uh, when when the ground is so saturated like it is, uh, those remedies do help during the uh, mild rains, but with the type of rains and saturation that we've had lately, uh, that's not usually going to take care of it. Yeah, yeah, Jay. Think of it. Think of it as a, a like a plastic soda bottle with the top cut off, and you, there's a hole in the bottom. As you put it down in a bucket of water, that pressure from the water outside just comes spewing right through that little hole. That's what's happening to the joint between your wall and your floor. It's just water. Okay. I mean, is it something I can just wait out and let the hot weather come in here, and it will dry, or is it something that? No, you better deal with that. I mean, I need to know how serious this is. Uh, in the garage, uh, that's a consumer question uh, because, frankly, in a garage, it's not really going to be a big medical issue. Uh, well, I got a yeah, but Scott, I've got a family room that a one-story family room all above of that uh, garage, and I don't want that, you know, I don't want that to tear away from the house or anything well, or drop or. There's your answer then. I mean, frankly, if you want this addressed, it, it's you've got to get uh, you've got to let that water come through, collect it, and and get rid of it and. That's a professional solution. Mm-hmm. Should I dig a sump pump in that corner? Yep, that's where you're going. And that'll, okay, and that'll just take, okay, all well, right. It's, it's yeah. not that simple. There's more to it. I would invite you to just call Helitech anyway because, you know, see what's cooking. They'll they'll go through all that with you. Sure. Okay, I will do. You guys, thank you very much. Thank okay, you. thanks, Jay. Good luck, brother, man. You're, you're uh, hope you're not treading water with glory there. Yeah. We're going to be singing that all night. I'll yeah. guarantee you tomorrow night. Uh, go Blues. Yes, sir. All Bye. Right. Take care, Jay. Bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby. Thank you. Uh, appreciate the heaven, uh, help, Mr. Kevin. Uh, right. Thanks, um, And again, just that hydrostatic pressure, that's a big deal. It is. It yeah. is. Well, stick around here. Let's see okay. if we can uh, take a short pause and do a little business. We'll be right back. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Gutterworks on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Oh, yeah, riding the water wave. We've got Kevin Estes in here from Helitech to help us with this water stuff around. Find just a little bit of water around the area. And oh, what? You know, guess what? 
More is going to fall out of the sky coming up soon here. Uh, Kevin, once again, thanks for coming in and joining us here. Thanks for having us, Scott. Will you stick around for a while? Definitely. And, uh, okay. Yep. By the way, what's the uh, uh, Helitech phone number and website one more time? This is a quiz. Helitechonline.com and 800-246-9721. Right on. Okay, let's go see if our uh, phone line's here, see what's happening with my buddy Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. Welcome to CamWex. How can we help you, friend? Yeah, good morning, Scott. Uh, need to draw on your expertise. Oh, good luck there. Had, uh, Slim picking sometimes. Uh, recently worked on. I had uh, a shower stall booth uh, completely uh, regrouted. Okay. And uh, my guest bath, I have had uh, some new tile added above the uh, tub enclosure, shower, combination shower and tub enclosure i've had some new tile added there as well okay what i'd like to know is the uh workman used a uh, uh what i understand to be an unsanded grout yes and my question deals with sealing is sealing required with unsanded grout uh, unsanded grout, they're sanded and unsanded. All that means is when you have great big joints like a quarter of an inch or three-eighths for floor tile, uh, there's just a, too much space to be filled with just the grout, and they throw some sand in there as an aggregate filler to take up that space. When you have tile that really butt joints with a very, like a sixteenth of an inch, typical in showers uh, on the wall, then that's typically an unsanded grout because you, it, it, the tires tiles are just so close there, uh, Joe, you can't get any sand grouts in there. Now, as far as, as sealing, was it a modified um, uh, grout, which means did it have latex additive in it? I uh, don't know, but I'll find out. Well, either way, it, it can't hurt to seal it. There's really no downside. If it's if it's a modified grout and it's already got that vinyl additive in, if you seal it, it just doesn't soak in as much. If it, if it does need the sealer, it'll take it anyway. So there's really no downside to sealing it. So the modified grout has what? Uh, has a little bit of vinyl additive in it, a little bit of rubberoid stuff in it. I got it. Yeah, and okay. that's mostly around movement and cracks on floors and plywood, so it's not a big deal, but it it does it takes a sealer differently. What would be considered the normal uh, cure time for the grouting? Uh, I would not seal it personally or or use it um, uh, until I seal it, and I'd let it dry for probably five to six days. And because that's related to this rainy stuff going on out here, the relative humidity in your house uh, is how fast that grout dries or doesn't dry. So it's more related to being really dry in that bathroom. Okay, and then once, if it's necessary to apply a sealer, how long does that have to set up? Oh, just over day, just a day, 24 hours. And you may once you seal it, you may have to go back and soap and water scrub the tiles. It'll leave a film, so you have to give it a bath when you're done. Okay, any uh, pieces that fall on the floor, for example, you know, like uh, drippings and what have you, how is that cleaned up? I understand denatured alcohol is probably the best product on uh Vinyl tile. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna uh, drop you down here because uh, I've got to go. Uh, I'll answer you after the top of the hour. How's that? 
KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. Oh, yeah, they can't get rid of me here. They tried to throw me out several times of this studio. No, Kevin and I are locked in here. We're not going anywhere. Kevin Estes of Helitech, Scott Mosby here of KMOX. We are at your service. Phone lines wide open for you. We're lonely here. We just need some friends. 800 246 97 721-436-79. Oh, wait a minute. That was the Helitech phone number. Uh, call us here at CAMOX 314-436-7900, 436-7900, and 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120. We have Kevin Estes for just a few more minutes here. Uh, we took him away from his family and all those kinds of things and running around helping Helitech customers. So uh, anyway, hit him hard, hit him fast. Let's, let's uh, run the wheel off of Kevin S to see what's cooking. Hey, Mr. Kevin, thanks for sticking around for a little bit of hour two here. Oh, thank you, Brad. Wait a minute. Let me see if I got the right. Uh, uh, hmm. Yep. Are you there? I'm here. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't know what's wrong here. Let me see. Are you there? Try that one. I'm here. Oh. Oh, good. No, that's not it either. I'm I'm still going to need some help on which microphone this is. Uh, anyway, I thought, uh, which one do we have, Mr.? Yeah, okay, try it again. All right. I'm try- here, Scott. Oh, you are. Maybe it's not me. All right. Well, Kevin, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me today, Scott. You've got a big uh, oh weekend here happening. Uh, thanks for stopping in. Uh, did you catch uh, Megan Lynch uh, mentioning that we normally get 11 inches of spring rainfall and we've had 21 inches since March? Yeah, 21 is quite a bit. My gosh, you must be a busy guy. Yes, uh, we've we've been extremely busy this season. Wow, wow. Uh, again, phone number, website for Helitech, 800? 800-246-9721. And the website? It's helitechonline.com. Boy, he knows some stuff, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, with this um, underground, uh, you know, hydrostatic pressure, mm-hmm. that's just a lot of water in the dirt outside the foundation. Can you explain to that a list, you know, hydrostatic pressure and why we're having so much wet base? I mean, we know it's raining, but why is it leaking in places it never leaked before? Well, you know, Scott, uh, when we build homes, we dig a big, massive hole in the ground, mm-hmm. and uh, that water wants to get in, into that negative space. And uh, when the ground becomes so saturated, uh, our, our main systems can't handle that. So uh, the pressure builds and comes in the path of least resistance. Yeah, which is any little... Any crack, any crevice, or any joint that the foundation may have in it. It's like the Dutch boy in the dike. You know, if you stick your finger, you know, we had one caller the first hour say, well, if I fix that place, will that stop the leak? And it's like, well, it'll move because the water's still trying to come in. I mean... I mean, you just can't keep sticking your finger in the dike. Not at all. The uh, the the systems that are put in place uh, usually can't handle this kind of volume that we've had with the saturation of the ground. Yeah, normal construction, mm-hmm. drain tile. I mean, when we build houses, we put drain tile outside exactly. so, Yeah, yes. and all that. And that is just too much for it's it. It's too much. Yeah, we're not building a boat. We're building a house. <laughs> exactly. Or a submarine. They, they tend to leak when uh, Mother Nature decides she wants to remind us who's boss. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. We've got phone lines here, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. I've got Kevin chained to the desk for a few more minutes. We're going to keep him here for some questions and answers, uh, and then I'm going to have to let him go. He's got to get back to, you know, the Estes life and the family. So uh, we'll see what's cooking. Um, Kevin, can you tell me a little bit about the Hydroway waterproofing system? Everybody's got, you know, pipe and rock, you know, and this stuff's been going. You and I built houses with mm-hmm. this traditional stuff. Yeah. Why is this stuff different that the Helitech uses? Well, you know, it, it was built for uh, for a mass flow drainage system of exterior drainage. Uh, this takes on about 75% open space, which will haul roughly four gallons of water per foot in uh, wow. six to seven seconds. That's yeah, a lot of water. It is. Uh, the traditional uh, four-inch corrugated, uh, same application is going to take on right about the same amount of water in 24, 25 seconds. So, wow. So it's a big difference. So it's able to get rid of the stuff before. Yeah, and, and that, I understand, you know, the hydroway is you just get rid of the water by getting it into the sump pumping out fast enough that it doesn't leak into, right. or doesn't come inside the foundation. Right. And with the geotextile fabric being fusion bonded, uh, it, it can't take on any soil or sand or any debris, so it only collects the water. Wow, wow. Well, that's, I, I like that. Now, you tend to have uh, better um, sump pumps, too. I mean, again, they're, not all sump pumps are created equal. I can go down the street and I can buy one for $90. I can get one for $200, and I can get one for $900. Uh, they're all different. They're not, you know, they're not created equal. Can you speak to that a little bit, too? Yeah, our, our sump pumps, uh, we use Blue Angel, which is a uh, stainless steel so it won't rust. And uh, the big part about a sump pump is having the float switch. The float switch uh, was in a home the other day, had, had gotten dislodged uh, by the sump pit itself and, and caused the home to leak. Uh, so those home, those, uh, those home improvement stores that sell these, these uh, small right. pumps, uh, they, yeah. they, they're just not a f- very effective for, for what we're having. So Yeah. Yeah, they'll pump some water out of a bucket, and they work mm-hmm. most of the time. But for this, you need the Mac Daddy. Yeah, yeah, and battery backups are, are really good to have, too. And not just for power outages anymore. Battery backup, uh, you know, it, if the mechanical pump fails, it, it will uh, uh, take over for that pump at that time. Yeah, so it's a, you get a twofer kind of going on. So you have your first 120 mm-hmm. volts working, and then you've got it. So you tend to put in two pumps then yes. for when it's a problem. Yeah, that, that would be standard, yes. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well, NASA seemed to like redundant safety systems, I guess. And the more you put into a finished basement, the more value you're protecting. I guess it makes sense to have, you know, more than one line of defense. It does. It does. It really is. Is uh, We want a permanent solution that's going to help the homeowners in the long term. Yeah, yeah, which is where your warranty comes from. It's easy to give a warranty when you do a good job. It is, yeah. it is. All right, Kevin Essence, we stick around a little bit? Sure. We're going to take a short pause and come back. We've got a, uh, a water problem question. Uh, okay. We'll see what we can do. All right, thanks. Kevin Estes, Helitech, Scott Mosby, KMOX, we are at your service. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Gutterworks on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, back together, home improvement, KMOX, phone lines for you, 314-436-7900-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. Scott Mosby, Kevin Estes here, Helitech, here to help. Let's get right to our phones and see what's happening with my friend Janet. Janet, good afternoon. How can we help you, my friend? We have a uh, water problem in our backyard, and I'm going to have to give you a little background information before you can give me an answer. Um, We live at the bottom of the hill 
coming down from the west and then a really steep hill coming down from the north. And in our backyard, we have a swale area. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we've lived in the house since 91. I don't remember when we put the sandbox in, but it was probably around the time of the 93 flood. And it was an in-ground sandbox. And every morning we would come out and the sandbox would be filled with water. Yep. So we had to take that out. We put it an underground drain in the yard, starting at the driveway. Um, last year, they came out and they, they redid the underground drain. Mm-hmm. But this year, our, our yard is just a swamp. There's a swale in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And what the landscaper wants to do is he wants to dig that area out um, take out an area where we used to have a willow tree, get all that root system out, and then come in and backfill it with clay soil and pack it down. Does that sound like it's going to take care of this problem? Um, well, what he's proposing is soil that doesn't absorb and hold as much water. But when you're at the bottom of a hill, when you're the bottom of a bowl, um, you're the bottom of the bowl, and you've got to have a place lower than the bottom of the bowl to drain that water too. Well, and it does because we're not at the very, very bottom. We're we're yeah. three quarters of the way down this hill, so that the yard does slope down to the side street. We're on a corner lot, and it and the water does slope down. Okay. To the side, but we've got like yeah, we've got a, we've got like a bowl in our yard. I mean, it just but there's a lip that this. I think they're trying to get over the lip of this uh, willow tree and get the water to, to drain down the rest of the hill. My concern is that it's just going to redirect whatever underground water there is because the sandbox was filling up. Yeah. It's going to redirect it closer to my house. Yeah. Kevin, uh, any thoughts here? Yeah. Do you have uh, a flat yard at a, a, a low grade or is it pretty steep grade? No, we do have a flat. We do have a flat area of our yard. It kind of slopes down a little bit from our house, just a very slight amount from our house, and then it, as it, the back hill comes down, then it flattens out. And in this flat area, because of where the willow tree used to be, it's created like this swale area. Has um, the willow tree the created, Has the willow tree and the roots created kind of a dam? Well, that's what they want to dig out yeah, and, and see if that's, you know, we've got this white piping that goes underneath the yard, you know, underneath the below grade yeah. um, to take the water out. But I mean, I, I don't know if it's just because we have, I don't remember back to 93 other than the sandbox filling up, you know, we didn't have the drain and stuff. So I don't know if we just have so much underground water because of all the, the, the rain that it's creating. I mean, we can't. I mean, if there's a pond back in our yard. Did you get the it's pipe checked water. to make sure it's working and draining? I mean, you buried this pipe, but yes. it, is, it, is it operational? Yes, because oh. my husband took the hose and, Perfect. you know, filled the, you know, ran it down the drain and watched. Yes, so it's working. Wow. You, know, you may need a few more lines through that yard to absorb some of that surface water as well. Yeah. Um, well, where, where would we put the lines? I mean, because, you know, it's coming down in areas apparently other than just where the drain is mm-hmm. at the driveway in the edge of the yard. So, I mean, I don't know where. 
Yeah, if you've got Early. if you've got a if there's a bucket in your backyard and you've got a pipe that drains lower than that, you should not have standing water if that pipe is working correctly. Okay. That you know, I mean, if you've got a hole in the bucket and it drains, that bucket being your backyard bowl should. I mean, it'll be it'll be wet and it'll be soggy, but it won't. It shouldn't have standing water if that pipe is correctly installed and operating. Okay, well, is there somebody uh, that you can recommend that we could get a second opinion on sure. how yeah. to do this? Yeah, uh, just give me a call at uh, our okay. office, and I'll be glad to come out and take a look at it and uh, run an assessment of the, the yard, find out what we can okay. do to alleviate that water. Uh, okay. There may be uh, several different options for you, and uh, be glad to look at it. Yeah. Okay. Very good. I didn't know. I I didn't know if you just did foundation, you know, problems, or if you actually did yard problems too. Oh yeah. We'll we'll take care of your yard and your foundation. So um, give give me a call eight hundred two four six nine seven two one, and I'll be glad to come out. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Janet. Take okay. care. Bye. Bye now. And and Heeltech used to do foundations and not the yard. And then the yard was a problem and making problems for your foundation. So you've kind of gotten, it's like, well, you you keep swimming up line, fixing more and more issues. Um, so I appreciate your dealing with this, Kevin, oh, yeah. as oh, yeah. Heeltech. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, hey, man, uh, Kevin Estes, Heelatech, thank you for stopping by. I know we took you away from your family and your weekend. Uh, thanks for coming in. We've, we, we've got some heads on this reigning beast here. <laughs> we do. Scott, I appreciate you having me in today. Look forward to our next visit. Uh, Kevin, phone number, website, one more time. It'd be helitechonline.com, and you can call our office at 800-246-9721. All right. Kevin Estes, Helitech. Thank you, man. Thank you. Have a good day. Okay. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby. Stay tuned. We've uh, got lots of things happening. Another half an hour. All is good. So, uh, you know, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Let's see what's happening with my buddy, Sandra. Hey, Sandra, good afternoon. Welcome to CamoX. Hi. After all these major issues, I'm sorry I have such a small problem. Oh, don't but worry. It, but it's big for me. It's water, but it's water at the other end. It's at the roof. Okay, sure. This house was built in 52. It's got a metal roof. Mm-hmm. I've had three people up there, and nobody's been able to figure it out. I finally got a fourth theory. Mm-hmm. Okay, over the kitchen window, there's mm-hmm. a soffit. Okay. And water's been getting in the soffit, and you can see it trickling in. There's like a deterioration. It, you can just see it bulging. Okay. Over this, not exactly over it, but close to it, there's a vent, a vent pipe. People have checked it out. They said it's caulked good, or it's, I I forget what the the substance is, but there shouldn't be water getting in around the base. Mm -hmm. Somebody put this little uh, rubberized thing around it to make the water flow away Mm -hmm. so it won't um, sit there. The last theory was, how about this? Water comes down when it rains. The water comes straight down into the vent pipe, the pipe could be rusting on the inside. Right. Where, what does this vent, and where is the pipe that supplies this exit vent? Well, the vent has something to do with the sink that is a few feet away. So it's not even like, it's, strangely enough, it's not right there at the sink. It's a little bit away from the sink. Is this a plumbing vent? or? Yes, it's plumbing for the, for the sink for the drain. Okay, okay. And 
once somebody asked me if I knew if it went straight, I, I can see it in the attic where it sticks out a little bit, but the pipe looks fine in the attic. But of course, that's, you know, what, a couple of inches out of the hole. And I don't know where it goes then. And we'd probably have to, you know, maybe look in the ceiling or take out the soffit to see it. I've danced with these multi-headed dragons before, and what we think is happening may not be happening. mm -hmm. Um, uh, For example, if you have this in the soffit and the pipe goes up into the soffit, is there an elbow? Does that pipe turn anywhere near? We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. And I bet it could because um, I will say this. There's a lot of nice things in this house. The plumbing was not one of them. Yeah. And I wonder if there is like an elbow in there. And then, and plus, as you know, we've had a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And this is a farm. There are things leaking on this farm that have not leaked since 1952. That snow, that heavy snow we had, yeah. that really did some damage. Um, somebody actually caulked. They thought maybe the water was getting in at the roof line because the wind we've had such bad wind storms too sure. that it peeled it away a little so he's got that all caulked but i don't think that fixed it um so the other theory was it could be your pipe and it could have rusted which i think when we had that one heavy snow i think snow did sit on there yeah and maybe it got in there and maybe bad things happened so then I thought, to, and he said, well, there's a way, you know, maybe we could make a little cap or something to put on it. And then I looked online and found something called a galvanized vent cap. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about these? Uh, is this the flashing that goes over the top? It goes over the top, and it looks like it's a circle that goes up, mm-hmm. and it's like a almost a bowl that sits on it, and that bowl on the bottom has like a mesh, so the air can still go through. So you're still getting air in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, here's here's uh, first off, this mm-hmm. process of elimination, unfortunately, is the right path. Yeah. <laughs> Frustrating <laughs> as it is, uh, when when you've got a five-headed beast, and and you may uh, it thick, fix that one head, and it may still have four. Uh, So just the process you've gone through, uh, typically, and we get involved with this at Mosby all the time, um, the the issue is what you think is happening. For example, the water that drops inside that plumbing pipe, if there is an elbow, we assume that elbow is not leaking. But when it's so consistent and recurring like this, Mm -hmm. you have to then confirm your assumptions because uh, we've had uh, pipes like this where we're trying to fix leaks, and and the truth of the, of the reality is it could be simple. Have you changed, uh, for example, have you changed the flashing? Uh, is it a lead flashing that goes over and wraps over the top of that uh, vent pipe up on the roof? There, there is not flashing there. What there is is the pipe sticks up, mm-hmm. and then it comes down, and then there's material around it to keep that water out. I would install a what and your roof is metal? Yes. Oh man. I, I would I, I <laughs> Uh, yeah, we don't want to mess with the roof. We don't have to. Well, I would uh, how low how long has your metal roof been on? I'm guessing 20, 25. Oh man. Even there is no sealant or mesh or goo that lasts 20 or 25 years. Uh, I would well, it's, I mean that part's been done since then. Yeah, well, I, it was I, done probably just a couple of years ago because there was a leak there before. 
Yeah, but did it fix that, it? That clear. Well, actually, that leak did go away. Okay. <laughs> it's a new leak. But that's one of those things. Make sure that what you think is happening really is. So I would address this first, come back and look at that flashing again. But you would know that if you can look up at the roof sheathing from the underside, you would see a water stain around that pipe. Yeah, there's no the water right there. Yeah. There's no water. Like if I go up in the attic and look, that is bone dry. Yeah. If, if that's the case, then uh, here are some of the things we've seen happen is when it gets really cold, uh, that pipe can get pretty cold and up in the attic it, on a warm, moist day or a moist day, it can condense and that water can follow that pipe on the outside of the pipe with no leak being involved where condensation happens. We've also seen the air conditioning ductwork in another part of the house make that pipe so cold because it leaks a little bit near a joint, blows on that pipe, pipe condenses, water then follows that pipe all the way down two stories. Yeah, that, that would not be it. Yeah. Anyway, but I would look into that pipe actually not being sealed at el elbows or simple, you know, it, when you find it, it's like, oh, how did we miss that? Well, let me ask you, how big do you think that pipe is? Is that a two-inch pipe or a three-inch pipe, or what is it? Uh, it could be three-inch. For a sink, it's usually about two inches. If there's no bathroom on it and there's no laundry on it, usually they're about a two-inch vent pipe. They're pretty small. Yeah, actually, the bathroom was not vented right. That pipe isn't right. Um, the bathroom sink doesn't drain as well as it should because yeah. of that. Um, but is this so the same far, vent that serves that bathroom? No, different vent. Okay. okay. Yeah, so I, we only got two vents in the house. There should be at least three, but there aren't. Um, but, um, okay, well, I will look into that. I appreciate it. Yeah, when, when you've been as thorough as you have, and you, you, as frustrating as it is so far you've done this correctly, you have to go back. It's kind of like there, there's a business thing. When you don't know the answer, ask your team. It basically, that means five heads are smarter than one. Uh, well, the concept on this I, one everybody, is... I, everybody that even comes out here to visit, I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? <laughs> well, good. good. You're going about that the right but way. I wanted to make a quick comment about all these people with water. And I grew up on a farm, and I live on a farm. And I do remember when the first nice new subdivision went up around here at Waterloo, my dad said, don't buy a house there. And I said, why not? He said, because I used to farm that ground, and there are spots there that never dry out. Oh, water Somebody's yeah. going to have water in their basement. <laughs> and I've never followed up with anybody over there to see if that's really true. But, I mean, a lot of times they put houses and subdivisions, places that they don't really know what they're getting into, and especially like here with all the sinkholes. Oh, sinkhole, amen. Oh, man, we have... I mean, we have sinkholes on our ground. There's a subdivision right there. And I've since found out that there are people who are getting little sinkholes. Yeah. And even I, growing up on a farm, I didn't recognize them as such. I mean, a new one. Yeah. And new ones are opening up all the time, probably because of all this wet weather. Yeah, yeah. And it is, well, you don't really know what you're buying all the time. And I don't think that's insured for or anything. I think you're just kind oh. of stuck with the problem, you know. Yeah. Well, Sandra, I'm going to have to move on well, thank here. thank you very much for your help. Please go back and confirm or test whether your assumptions about the simple basic stuff, make sure that stuff's really Okay, working. I'll crawl around the attic some more. Yep, there you go. Thank That's you. It. All right, Sandra, take care. Bye now.
Home Improvement, Camo X, Scott Mosby here, the Helitech Home Improvement, sponsored in part by Gutterworks. Phone lines wide open. I'm getting a little lonely here. 314-436-7900-436-7900. Toll free, 800-925-1120. Kevin Estes was here for about 45 minutes from Helitech, helping us through all this water stuff. Uh, bring it on. Got a little bit more before Rick uh, Edelman comes up here at uh, 1 o'clock on Camo X. And then the cards later on today, Right here, University of Camo X. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Gutterworks on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, we are Home Improvement. This is Scott Mosby at your service. Phone lines 314 436 7900, 436 1120. We talked a lot about water here. It's important to check where our last caller was Sandra. She was asking about a vent or a pipe over her kitchen soffit and that leaking. But keep in mind windows and doors, simple things like that, uh, just because they haven't leaked before. Most of the window replacement and door replacements are pretty much pull out the old one, stick in a new one, caulk it, and go home. That's the industry. It's a heavily subcontracted business to where the company that typically sells the windows may not make the windows, and then they have a, a some contractor that may or may not be in, you know instructed and trained quite well or certified in that brand of window and installation. So little things like replacement windows, and it could be, you know, the, you caulk them in there, but caulk only lasts a few years. So two and three years later, four years, your windows may leak, and it just may be from incorrect window installation. Doors as well, we see this all the time around thresholds of doors, especially on decks where the door, you know, actually steps right out onto the deck or a raised step, even when there's a step. Sometimes the bottom of the door leaks because it's really not really the water, uh, the bottom of the door, it leaks in over the top of the door behind the siding. It just happens to run into the floor before it escapes and gets out. So oftentimes those doors have to come out. Uh, sometimes rotted wood gets replaced on window and door replaced. So again, my point is that when you're looking for a leak, don't expect previous work to operate correctly. It, it doesn't, oftentimes, 70% of the time, it's a simple dumb things that need attention to be redone correctly with proper flashing, flashing tape, sill pans on doors, the stuff it makes to, it takes to make a door and window not leak. So that's how it relates to Sandra. Not that she has window and door problems, but it, it really matters. So when you're replacing windows and doors, be very thorough on asking, how do you install the windows? Who installs the windows? What's the training, education, and certification of those window installers? How long have they been with you? Are they employees? Are they subcontractors? And, and it's just important because you can find out most of those windows installers are supposed to be employees by law. So if you've got a company that's subcontracting and doing it, oh, they work for us all the time. They do nothing but our windows. That's an employee. That tells you the integrity of the company, whether they're going to follow the law, the employment laws, or not. And it tells you how you're going to stand up behind the warranty. Let's get back to my friend here, Sandy, see what's cooking up with her. Hey, Sandy, good afternoon. Welcome to CamWax. How can I help? Hello, Sandy, you're on. Oh, hi. Um, yes, I have a home in Ferguson, okay. and, you know, they have a, a lot of trees in the area, and I have a slab house, and I continually have to get uh, Rotor Rooter to come out 
and uh, loosen up the drains. Yep. So now the toilet backs up, and then after I get the toilet unstopped, then the tub will back up. Oh, my. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, without spending a lot of money, what's the best route to take with that? Should I call MSD first to see if there's a problem, you know, in the sewer line, or I, I don't know the best route to go. Uh, Sandy, I'm kind of hearing at least an answer in your question. Uh, when you have roots coming into the pipes, uh, the the sewer cleaner guys send what's called a cutting blade into it. So it, it it's kind of like sending, you know, a little blender up inside your pipes and it cuts the roots and opens the drain, but it doesn't remove the sludge. I would suggest that you call somebody that hydro cleans. Uh, not that you, you know, you but get a a power washer, pressure washer up in there because all that wax that's in the shampoos, all the wax over 50, 60, 70 years in the bar soap, uh, all the oils from bathing, the, the mm-hmm. grease, from, all that stuff sticks to the inside of your pipe. So even though you cut those roots, those fuzzy tentacles are still sticking inside your pipes and sooner, and they will trap and collect the goo and then you have another block. So uh, I would suggest you hydro cleaner, what's called power washing, and maybe even send a camera up there. The city of Ferguson may have a uh, service that uh, they have. It's called a sewer lateral program. They can refer you. This is something you may need to pay for is make sure that your sewer pipe is working the way you think it is. I suspect you've got still a lot of root debris still in there. Even though the water runs, it doesn't mean your pipes are clean. It just means they're open and draining. You follow where I'm going with this? Yes. So I, I can call the city of Ferguson and ask about the sewer lateral program. Well, ask them, yeah, about a camera program. It's like I'm having all these problems with my sewer because they, you know, they're trying to take care of their residents, and most of the cities have this. And your house being okay. a slab generally means they're kind of sloped, maybe not as deep as they could be. But really, uh-huh. on a house, you know, and I live in a house the same age, and you know, those pipes have have a lot of stuff in there that hasn't been cleaned out by a cutting tool. So it's more, you know, pressure washing, scouring the okay. inside of those pipes. Okay, because it, it just seems like, I mean, I've when I get it rooted out, I don't know what the word is, but right. no, uh, that's like a temporary thing. And then in a few more months, it happens again, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, like six yeah. months or something like that. Well, just think about the, you know, when you fry something up in a pan, if you let that grease solidify, that's the stuff on the inside of your pipes. You know, that uh-huh. a big cutting blade will only open that for a while. It's going to goo back up right. again. So I, I you're okay. you're on the bubble with this one. But uh, another thing is there's a preventive maintenance thing. Um, this is kind of a Scott Mosby silly suggestion. Um, mm-hmm. But but there's a, uh, a septic tank uh, cleaner. Um, oh, okay. Uh, basically, you can go to the grocery store, the store, uh, and, you know, it, it's, um, anyway, you can get it and just mix it up like chocolate milk. Uh, it's not uh-huh. a big deal, but uh, put it in there uh, and it'll um, uh, it'll clean your pipes. And uh, what is it called? Oh, my gosh, I'm having a senior moment. Uh, hang on a second <laughs> here. Uh, I, Ridex, R-I-D-X. And it's okay. it's a septic tank treatment, 
But if you just drink, if you just mix this stuff up and dump it down the sink and run your faucet for a few seconds, basically it loves solid waste. So just like a septic tank digesting all that stuff, this starts cleaning uh-huh. out your pipes. It won't open your pipes, but it'll right. slowly, slowly eat away at that goo line in your pipes. Great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You bet, Sandy. It's a fun dance, right. isn't it? Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you. Money, money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pour it down the drain. Okay. Thanks. Well, you know what? We appreciate you. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate it, Sandy. Okay. Thanks for being bye-bye. part of the Camwick family. Bye now. Okay. Bye-bye. And there we go. I mean, a lot of things, you know, Sandy's not the only one. A lot of you listening out there know about the RIDX. You've heard it. But this is kind of an application. Years ago, this may go back 15 years ago, Ridex contacted me and said, we're getting an increase of inquiries from St. Louis about our product, cleaning pipes. What are you telling these folks? And it's like, well, this stuff is, it's really a low-grade digestion enzyme. Well, that'll eat the, the stuff off the inside of your pipes just as well as it'll digest in a, in a septic tank. All right, enough of those fun topics here. Uh, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. We're going to take a short pause and come back for more on University of KMOX. Let's go Cardinals. Let's go Cardinals. Don't forget those guys. Don't forget those red guys. Cards coming up here tonight on KMOX. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Gutterworks on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, so much we've been talking about on water and water leaks, and we've gotten into sewer pipes. Uh, again, life goes on, normal customary problems with house and maintenance and roof and flashing and replacing windows, staying in your home, making accessible improvements to make sure you can stay in your home. The ticket being don't spend the big money for assisted living. That's a lot you can afford to stay in your home for a long time with a little bit of an investment there. So so realize that whether you make it a first floor bedroom suite or put on an addition to stay in that house, you know, for those of you that have been there for a while, this might be the better way to go about things. Um, that might improve, uh, you know, with an accessible bathroom, those sorts of things. So keep that in mind as as we uh, go forward, because even with the rainfall, what we've got going on here, uh, foundation problems, wet yards and all of that. Life goes on the normal customary stuff. Uh, Also, keep in mind, uh, we've got a coming seminar here, and that's going to be the next one, July 13th. July 13th will be the weekend right after the 4th of July there, July 13th, Kitchens. Uh, So again, and that will be at Roth Living, R-O-T-H Living. This is a kitchen seminar, all things kitchens, cabinets, appliances, uh, sinks, faucets, floor finishes, countertops, discussions of all those things. More information, you can call Mosby Building Arts, and that's 909-1800 or 314-909-1800, also available. Sign up at callmosby.com on the website underneath seminars. Uh, and then going out uh, as you go forward, uh, July 13th is kitchens, exteriors, August 24th, and then bathrooms in October. So again, uh, this is a recurring part of the KMOX outreach here for uh, my company, Mosby Building Arts, my day job, if you will. Uh, so anyway, keep that in mind. Lots of things happening. Also, just a round out last, uh, uh, the last caller, uh, we, we had Sandy and she had a recurring drain plug up problem with, you know, toilet and floor drains. When you have a house that's been around for a while, the stuff just from the kitchen sink that goes down that drain over a half century or more, 
that goo, you know, just bacon grease, cooking grease. Uh, then you have the paraffin wax that's in bar soap, the paraffin wax or the wax that and fillers that's in shampoos over the last uh, three quarters of a second. That stuff sticks to the inside of your pipes in your house. So, you know, Sandy was having root problems, which is common also. But you get a cutting tool in there. It's like a whirling uh, cutting blade. That doesn't clean the goo or the grease off the face or surface of the inside of those pipes. So it's important that you get a, a really good thing. Anyway, stay tuned. We've got uh, Rick Edelman coming up here next. Uh, Cardinals coming on later on this evening. Blues playing tomorrow night. I mean, it's a great time to be in St. Louis. Go Blues. Gloria coming round the pat. And here comes the cards. 